Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Before we start the podcast, I'd like to mention ProPolitical Gear. Check out ProPoliticalGear.com. For your political apparel today. Hello everyone and welcome to Pro Political Pod. I am your host, Chris Caputo, alongside me my co-host Andrew Cornick. And like usual, we got news to share. Let me be clear. I am We'll see who cancels who. Watch me. So to start off for today, unfortunately, a six-year-old boy has been shot for going to the wrong house. He was trying to pick up his siblings on his way home in Kansas City, and he got shot for it. And he got shot by an 84-year-old man. And he just rang the doorbell. Nothing else. And that's it. I mean, this is really, like, crazy. And the shooter, he is being charged with two felony counts. It's like, what's going on? Like, he's at the door. He just rang the doorbell and you go in to shoot him? He's one kid. I don't understand yeah, how it goes, but... I don't know, like... It's hard, like, we don't really know, like... I mean, the police asked him, like, what happened, basically, and his version was basically that he was, like, scared for his life because he thought this kid was breaking into his house. He's like, this is a really big kid, which, you know, to me, like, the dude's 84 years old, and, I mean, I don't know. It <laughs> kind of apparent to me he definitely has some uh, racial prejudice, because it was, like, a young black kid. He's 16 years old. And normally I wouldn't default to assuming something like that, like, at least not explicitly, but it's pretty clear, I mean... Because, you know, he just, like, he rang the doorbell and he came out. And um, what you didn't mention was that it's not like he, like, shot him one time and then was like, oh, my God, and then did whatever. But, like, he shot the kid. The kid's, like, already on the floor. And I believe he shot him again. That's so, like, insanity. Yeah, like, I think that kind of trespasses, like, a claim of self-defense. I mean, I'm no legal expert. So, you know, I mean... I guess what they find out, what they what they find out, if it's not racism, I mean, it might be like some kind of <laughs> mental illness or like this guy clearly just shouldn't have a gun, you know. He's eighty four years old, you know. I understand, you know, as an old man, you probably get scared of who's at your door if you don't know anybody. But to come out with a gun and just say I'm just gonna start shooting, 
without anything in mind, asking questions or anything. Like, he's a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. And just kind of crazy how that arises, but that happens, I guess. We've seen a lot of people shot innocently, right? There's no reason for them to get shot, and they just get shot. And thankfully, I believe this boy is still alive. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it, it really sucks, though, because it's like when you have shots like that, I mean, if you live, it's a miracle, but it's going to be something you have to live with for, like, ever, right? Oh, of so course. That, you know, I think they said, like, a lifetime recovery for him. So, I mean, it's good that he um, is recovering. Um, you know, I'm sure the um, sure the, the shooter is going to be charged pretty heavily, Absolutely. especially in this climate. I mean, there's a lot of protests because um, the way Missouri law works is when they, there's a crime, they'll detain the person for like a couple hours and then we'll release them as they investigate more. Like under, I think it's like house arrest or something to that effect. So, I mean, it's good. You know, they're following procedure. But of course, people are going to be angry that, you know, like, oh, you're letting this guy go. But I think, regardless, they were going to definitely put some charges on him. Where's he going to go? He's apparently, the, the, initial, the initial charges, he was released on bail, but they're going to they're gonna come back with stuff stronger. Oh, absolutely. Like, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Especially I, the kid's parents. I mean, it, oh, yeah. they've already been, appeared on, like, t on like national TV talking about the situation, so... You know, it's um, definitely like a kind of like a constant fear that, you know, that black people in particular kind of feel with a lot of this stuff. Because it's like, you know, people look at you and they assume like, oh, you're dangerous or you're this, you're that. And it doesn't have to be explicit. I mean, I'm sure there's context that that 84 year old man lived through where, you know, he's probably around black people and didn't think, oh, this guy's dangerous or whatever. But. You know, he was definitely probably socialized to feel that way subconsciously at some point if he was to have that kind of reaction to a black teenager being outside his house. He was trespassing. Yeah, you know. You know. Um, uh, but you, the you, guy, if you look at the guy, alright, he looks like a Resident Evil character. He doesn't <laughs> look normal. And you could tell sometimes with how a person looks and how they treat themselves sometimes how a person can act and this guy does not look like he's in a normal state of mind so for him to have a gun for him to do what he did for him to go to jail at 84 year old at 84 years old i mean i don't i don't see a reason for him to go to jail i think he should in fact just go downstairs to his basement maybe get a rope or something because this guy there's no reason to be to, to do what you did at 84 years old, or just to die in your sleep. It's a little bit ironic considering what we'll be talking about later, but yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> I know. But it, but it's one of those things. When you're 84 years old. It's like, why would you do that? Like, you're gonna spend the last minutes of your life, of your life, behind bars. Like it it doesn't that make sense. Is. Just just find a building, jump off, jump off. Because that's that's exactly what you're doing. You're wasting your life. You're wasting your life away. You just did it. Yeah, and, and I mean, he definitely yeah. like destroyed any kind of legacy that he would have among his like community or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Unless I, he's like, I don't know. Unless he's but in, like, look, a weird community, maybe, but... but maybe he has dementia or something. Maybe you know, 
to a point where maybe he can't go to jail and stuff like that. So I don't want to go off and be like, oh, yeah, this guy should just jump off a building. But if he was in the right state of mind, you know what I mean? Then he probably should just the fact just to save his years and be like, all right, that's it. You know, I, there's no point in staying in this cell because guess what? You killed or you shot someone. And if you said twice, okay, but he was a 16-year-old boy who didn't do anything, you're most likely getting more years in jail than you are to live for for the rest of your life at 84 years old. You're not getting a slap on the wrist. You're not getting, you know, six months or, you know, something like that. No, you're going away for life in, if you're 84 years old. Oh, you should. Old. We don't know for sure. Yeah, but this guy is not going to – you think he's just going to have two years and that's it? Never know. <laughs> I mean, I guess you never know. I guess that's right. Uh, we've seen a lot of people escape jail uh, just because they have really good lawyers and all that. And I mean, look, isn't isn't Bill Cosby out? He he pleaded guilty and he just walked away, right? He's not even in jail anymore. Yeah, I mean, he's Did very he like very, that? very wealthy guy though. So, but that's but but, but you know, it's like still the law at work, right? Uh. Listen, hopefully the family is doing well, hopefully the kid is doing well, and we just got to hope that this doesn't happen again. Um, spoiler alert, probably will, unfortunately, but that's yeah. how that's how life works. So we're just going to have to maneuver with it until, I guess, you want to propose a bill saying people with mental health can't have, can't have guns or... You know, because we don't know. I don't. I don't know his condition. I don't know if he has like any issues. But if he does, I mean, it's a push for more or enhanced background checks on owning weapons. So people that own weapons should be held. Should have a responsibility. Uh, should be responsible for what they have. You have the responsibility to keep that gun safe and to use that gun when needed situations like this was not needed so and that's all i have to say for that yeah well said i mean it's just people just need to have better responsibility with their weapons and yeah maybe there should be restrictions on some people you know who have whether it's like their mental health is deteriorating at their age or they're you know young and have some kind of problem or whatever or maybe they're too young you know there's a lot of things um, actually, it's something we've debated a while ago, um, not on the show, of course, but about the idea of, like, if having a gun in your house actually makes you safer. Because, you know, there's this, one of the tropes that people will say when it comes to, like, pushing for, like, being pro-gun is saying, oh, like, you know, if you have a gun, if someone breaks into your house, like, then that means you're safer because you have a gun to defend yourself when... Um, there's actually studies that show that having a gun in your house actually makes your house less safe, usually. Um, unless this person's really, like, trained with the gun. But there's a lot of examples. I think this is a pretty good example of, you know, the guy just assumed, like, oh, this guy's outside my door. Maybe or maybe because he's black. But even that aside, I mean, he assumed wrongfully that this guy was going to, like, you know, break in or whatever. So he shot him. <laughs> And I mean, that's not the only way it can go wrong. I mean, there's also just the fact that most people have got, keep guns, like, isolated in safes or whatever. 
So you're not you're not always gonna know when someone breaks into your house, like actually. So you're not really gonna know to defend yourself. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I I can definitely uh, agree with the whole safe situation and. Something that is also to keep in mind is that if you have kids in the house, you would definitely want to like keep that locked and sealed away. Because we've yeah, seen, I mean, that's, we've I seen that's like, what do yeah, we've, we've seen school shootings where it's just like, or just mass shootings, uh, where a kid will literally take the parent's weapon because they weren't responsible for it. And yeah, it's they, been a couple of them. Yeah, and they didn't keep it locked away. And or maybe they trusted their kid or whatever the situation was, but a lot of them will lock it away. So when someone comes in to invade your home, you may not be prepared for it. I mean, I personally, I like I said, I'm pro Second Amendment on that. I believe that if you want a gun, you ought to get the gun. If you're gonna have it to protect yeah, your it's home, not to, to say protect I, yourself, they shouldn't um, have it. But it's not as ironclad of a defense that people would lead to believe is my point. Yeah, no. But I think that still people should get should have one just in case. I mean you can you can have a knife. You, I mean we talked about what last, about episode last episode on the show. Yeah. yeah, last episode was was a lot of it was on gun rights. Was about, yeah. Well at least the ones that aired because, you know, forty minutes of footage unfortunately, because of my computer, you know, we don't have the rest. But most of it was on owning a gun, right? And pro second amendment on it if people want guns to feel safer about themselves and they pass all the background checks and if there's an enhanced one where you can figure out listen if they have a mental health issue and all that they can't have the gun and and that's really it if you have the gun then have the gun buy it sure why not i yeah i i'm i'm for it I'm for people to definitely have guns in their house. Are you are you for gun for people to have guns in their house? Like, of course, yeah. I'm right. not saying I'm not, but I'm just saying like, there's more to gun ownership than owning a gun. My point. Okay. I think people should like, because people I think kind of have this idea like, oh, like, just um give more people guns, but that's not really the only side to it. Mm-hmm. And also, like having a gun doesn't isn't the only like yeah like having a gun isn't the only thing that makes you safe. That's my point, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. makes sense. Um, Kid, or move on. Yeah, I, I'm ra- I'm ready to move on. Speaking of people who are really old, uh, <laughs> Diane. Oh, speaking of people who really need to move on. <laughs> Uh, um, she is from her position. I mean, from her position. I just realized that it sounded wrong. From her position, yeah. she is Diane Feinstein. Is a 89 year old senator. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been mayor, or she was the mayor of San Francisco, California, from the years 1978, 1988, and a couple years after her mayoral, um, mayoral being mayor. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> like she ran. For that long, she was the mayor from that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a senator from 1992 to today. <laughs> a nice little, uh, what is that, 30, yeah, 31 years in the Senate after already you know, serving political office. So she's really one of the oldest people. Um, is she the, she the, the oldest? She has senator, to be. Right? She's 89 years old. I mean, if any older Maybe than actually, that, like, they got to go. Early two- in the early 2000s, they had senators that were like 103. 
103? Yeah, I was reading about, I think he was one of the last, like, Dixiecrats, which is, like, basically a Confederate-aligned Democrat. Like, he was, like, I think he died in, like, 2003, and was, like, over 100 years old. It's crazy, but, um... We should not have anyone there in their hundreds, let alone 89. Yeah, alright, we'll get into that, but... (laughs) So, she's really old. Um, she caught shingles recently, because she's old and more susceptible to sicknesses. And um, now there's kind of like a political scandal going on. Um, there's progressive uh, Rokana in the House who said that she should resign. And, you know, of course, there's like liberal Democrat like, oh, well, you can't say that. She's like a woman that's sexist, whatever. Um, so it's kind of like a whole skirt of a fuffle right now. Um, she's also one of the members of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, so she's in charge of kind of a point like voting on judges that Biden nominates. And the Democrats, of course, in the Senate want to replace her. Now the Republicans are kind of doing everything they can in the classic Republican way, when it, especially when it comes to judges, uh, blocking that, basically saying like, oh, well, we don't like who Biden's going to nominate. So we're going to basically not let the majority party, you know, do what um, choose like a replacement for her to advance this. So they're kind of using the fact that this person is sick <laughs> to block progress. Well, when you're when the opposition, the of course you're going to block them. That just makes sense politically. Well, yeah, it doesn't make sense politically, but I, I mean, it's wrong. <laughs> I think so, at least. In... Because they want to they wanna block the judges that aren't, like, insane, anti-abortion, whatever. But it's my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of the state of things right now. I believe she said that she's not running for re-election because there are a lot of Democrats running I'd in her seat right not. now. Yeah. Uh, personally, of the ones that have announced, I kind of like. I think Katie Porter's pretty cool. Um, she's like another progressive in the House who's um. Though she rep- does she represent a swing district. That's the only issue, I guess, with her being the one. And she's one's pretty convincingly running on like kind of like pro worker type stuff, which is stuff that I can get behind. There's a lot oh. of viral videos of her kind of like with the with the chalkboard with like a lot of the um, like really corporate guys basically being like, oh, why do you like underpay your workers? Why do you price gouge people in healthcare? It's really cool stuff if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's Katie Porter. I've but, seen actually you have, recently. You no, sure I, I yeah, I did. I did see that one. But I saw one recently where she was actually on your favorite show, uh, Bill Maher. Uh-oh. And Bill Maher had two guests there with Katie Porter and your other favorite, um, Piers Morgan. Okay, well, that's so, your favorite too. Oh, well, we but... should we have to we have to we have to watch it one day. We have to watch that yeah. that whole skit. But anyway, something happened there where she was on, and I think she was getting some negative feedback from there. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but you mentioned Katie Porter, and I was like, oh wow, I forgot. I have to mention that to you. Um, but yeah, she was on the show. It was something with getting the younger vote. I don't know. Did you see anything on that? I have not seen that, no. Oh, man. Yeah, it was something with getting a younger vote, and she basically she said that they're immature, but went back on it and said, no, they're not immature. She didn't mean it like that. It was just like a funny little thing, but I okay, think I that mean, she was getting some negative stuff. Usually someone yeah. with her kind of politics would naturally kind of attract younger voters, so that'll definitely be interesting to watch. But I don't know yeah. anything about it. I mean, she could have said the I just saw, like, here. a very small group of guys, like, oh, I gotta watch it with Andrew. But, but out of those three names, people, so. I think she would have the pulse on the young voters much better than the other two. 
assuming. What, Bill Maher and uh, Piers Morgan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your favorites. I know I know that they're your favorites. But, um... Yeah. Though, back to Feinstein, I mean, she's really old. I She's kind of... It's funny. Um, On Twitter, there was, like, some... um. I guess more like like center left kind of liberal who was like, oh, like she's she should resign. I, the the Feinstein that was mayor weren't like this, and then all like in the replies were like leftists like posting like apparently when she was um the mayor was so long ago that the Confederate flag was really like hung outside of her like office, like the the city council or whatever at the time. So there was like mass protests to get it down, like around that period of time. I don't really know the dynamics, but it's just like a funny thing that happened. I don't know. Wow. Um, she's crazy. historically been like a pretty corporate-style Democrat, to my understanding. So I mean, if they place her, it's fine. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, they they should replace her just based on her age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, I guess that goes into you know? like debates about like term limits and age limits for elected officials. I mean, oh, yeah. I think, I think I would be fine with like a cognitive test for them. Mm, I wouldn't say a cognitive test. I don't know. Didn't Biden pass a cognitive test? Does not mean that he's good to go? I mean, I think it's fine. I don't know. It's it. It comes. I to think. A point, I think he's though, better right? than she is, though, because she like literally like at everything. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but she's older, though. Don't forget, she's older. Well, yeah, I, that's my point, though. But do, like, don't I think, you think, I think someone that's 89 years old should be in office? I don't mean, you think there's going to be a limit there? If they're there, then why not? Like, I don't I don't think a 90-year-old person should be influencing my life. It's, they're not, it's not like they're Yoda, right? Where it's they like live thing, for though, X amount like, of years, they have all this wisdom, and they're still alert about things. It's like they're just human beings that need to. Need I like. Care. I feel bad for they need like care. She's so old and like messes all this stuff up. But I don't dislike her for being old and senile. I, I dislike her for being like corrupt. <laughs> you that's, know? No, that's fine. But again, I think that's something that should be focused on more because to like. I feel like a lot of people, when they talk about, like, age limit or, like, you know, term limits, and when they talk about, like, lowering the age, the max, or giving a max age to be, like, an elected official, it kind of feels like a Band-Aid solution because they want to talk about, like, oh, corruption is the problem. And it's like, okay, I mean, yeah, it would probably get rid of the corrupt people we have right now, but then they would just get replaced with, like, a million, Young. like, keep the judges, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, no, absolutely. I think so it's, it's a Band-Aid like, issue. And... I, I think that... Yeah, the corruption's the more poignant thing. And then after that, I mean, if there's still, like, a bunch of senile people who don't know what they're doing or where they are, then, yeah, give them a cognitive test. I That's think what that, I would think. I think that it's also, you you don't want to limit because you want to hope that Bernie runs for 2024. <laughs> I don't think he's going to no. run. No, I know. It's in the bag. Marianne Williamson, I know, I know. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's no, there's no need for Bernie to run. They, they screwed him twice. They screwed him twice. There's no reason to, but yeah, I definitely think, I, I that think there's his, gotta be some age limit. I, I think, think his so. reputation among like the Democrat voter base is bad enough, like in the right places, for it to just block him, even if he was like, like five years younger. Hmm. Maybe I don't know, but it's just it's tough because there's a lot of disinfo about Bernie among like liberals. 
Oh yeah, well liberals don't like him. They they like they they some do, but a lot there's of liberals a lot that... though they'll take their morals so, and they'll they'll push it's... that. But then it'll be the same thing that like Bernie would say. But it's like the more you know wealthy I mean? liberals. I like hate him, you know. Oh, well, liberal elites or just yeah. wealthy liberals? There's like a, a bit of a little, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Okay. Like all right. the elites hate him, and then like a good portion of like the people who are generally wealthy like kind of dislike him. I would say. Because hmm. you know, but the thing is, because a lot of them, you know, they follow what the elites do. Because you know, I like I said, I there's got there's got to be a limit though. Even even if even if I even if I were to like the person's policy, I would. I still think say that, that limit person. should be up to the people who vote though. That's my thing. Oh man, but then we're stuck between look what happened with Biden and Trump. It's like now you got two old dudes, and they're gonna do it again. They're about well, to do the same, it again. It's the it's the same thing though, like. We were talking a little bit last week with Steve and them, where it's like, I think the problems that lead to that is a lack of democracy, not too much of it. I think that people just aren't, like, one, I mean, there's so much corruption and propaganda that just isn't true. And two, it's just a matter of, like, people's votes aren't represented, you know, accurately, and not enough people are voting. So there's a lot that goes into it. Well, I will tell you this. This you know. But... Just, I think that ranked choice voting does help. Oh yeah, that's one. another thing that could help, <laughs> like vote just general voter reform, like ranked choice. I was at good. I was at CPAC and they were having a thing saying ranked choice voting is bad. And I was curious to know why. I should have went to the booth and really asked them about it because I was genuinely curious. I mean, I can and tell you I, why. Oh, well, I know, but I want to know from like what they would say about it. <laughs> they would say what I would say, but like in a more like conspiratorial way. <laughs> Probably. Which is that it makes Republicans, like, guaranteed to lose. <laughs> like, the current version of the Republican Party guaranteed to lose. But, but it's like, is it? Would it? Think about it. Hold on. Look at Alaska. Give, give a sec. Let's look, look at let's Alaska. Look at, okay. All right. <laughs> but if you would do, let's say, four presidents on there. Let's say, or four candidates, I mean, running for president. Let's say Trump, Biden, uh, I don't know, some libertarian... As some Green Party candidate, yeah, and you I put think them the Democrat all on would, the list. Like, would sweep in that <laughs> in most cases. Okay, but what would they do? What do you mean? If like, if what would that were do? to happen, yeah. I you mean, know... I think it would definitely create momentum towards one of the third parties. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good, but the thing is, is that. Republican, especially at CPAC, Republican partisans now aren't going to give two shits about that. They we, they we, just want to be the ones to win. We can't forget about the birthday party and the uh the the forward party. <laughs> True. Does he still is that is that what is that what Yay is running on now? Is it, I don't is it know. still called the birthday party? I don't even he's know. Just he's just run as a Republican, just be on the debate stage. That'd be fun. That would be great. I I would I would love that. I really would. I just sit there. I mean, I'm already sitting there with popcorn. I me and Andrew love debates we love watching the debates we love all this boring stuff um because i mean it's i feel like most not... people don't even think it's that boring these days because there's so much crazy shit happens oh, there's so much stuff that happens on a debate stage and it's like to see the republican party like have theirs it's like we have the popcorn ready for the democratic one now we're gonna have it for the republican one so it's gonna be fun yeah it's really so it's really it might be, be a something. little disappointing but we'll talk about that in a bit yeah uh oh Oops. disappointing for this next Republican. guy? Well, no. A little bit after. This oh, next okay. guy. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if, if 
you gave you know this, but me and Chris do have a favorite Republican. His name's George Santos. Actually, I thought it was Perry Johnson. What happened? Well, he's not elected Republican. He's oh, just like fa- our favorite elected official. You're right. You're right. It's definitely George Santos by a mile and a half. This guy oh. is hilarious. I think he represents the Republicans so well. Uh, he's also from our home state, or where I grew up, where he still lives, New York City, or New York. I think he's um in Long Island. I think that's where he ran. I'm not too sure. I mean, it makes sense. Like you know, they're kind of wacky down there. Wacky? I don't know. I don't know if Long Island's wacky. I actually like. They're Long pretty Island. wacky. Pretty cool. I don't know. But listen, you're the place where Long you're Island at now. People. I gotta say, the place I, where you are now, they're very wacky. So they're they're more wacky. They're definitely more wacky. But Long, Long Island's more wacky. wacky than where you are in Massachusetts. No, no, where I where I'm at is more. Oh, wacky, you, that's what I thought. Wacky. Yeah, New Yorkers, New Yorkers may be weird in a way to, to some people, but we're normal. We're completely normal compared to everyone but else. But back to back to back, back to Santos. Coach, yeah, back to Santos. George Santos, he is running for re-election, which is amazing because <laughs> this guy was like, like into getting elected and came out that he's like a colossal liar. The entire like New York Republican Party wants this guy to resign. Um, he has all these criminal investigations from Brazil, from like his campaign finances, and he's like, "Nope, standing up to the to the big man. I'm gonna run for re-election, just like Betty Trump." <laughs> I cannot believe that. And, and you know what's gonna be crazy if he actually were to win. I don't think he will. And I don't see it, but it would I, be really either. funny. It's I hope he's primary though, because. He might win. He he could win the primary, like legitimately, because I don't know. Republicans want him gone, though. But maybe because he well, the, I think the elected Republicans. It's it's weird. I mean, I don't know enough about how the state Republican Party works in New York, like precisely. But they're they're pretty Trump aligned, and Santos from like jump being put in, he was like he sucked up to like McCarthy to like the Trump people. Like he's pretty all in. Mm-hmm. So I think he's kind of banking on getting an endorsement to at least ride out the primary. I don't know, because that's really... And then from there, who knows? Like, it's, yeah, it's, We don't really know what's going to happen in 24 already with a lot of these like congressional and Senate races. Oh, absolutely. It's, gonna be, it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, George Santos is an interesting human being as it is. I mean, you went through the list a few few episodes ago on the stuff that he lied about and it's tremendous i mean you could do a quick google search and you will find a list longer than the amount of stuff that we could talk about on this show i mean it's that long and he's not a normal politician it's like politicians lie but this guy just is all out like liar like i can't i can't describe it any other way i don't think there is another way and this guy is crazy with how much of his background he lied. And I saw it part of the Piers Morgan interview, and it's just hilarious. If you if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you know some of the stuff he lied about, I mean, he lied about taking care of animals, the college he went to, the high school he went to. He said he got a degree, never got one. All these other things. Like... It doesn't end. It just keeps going. It's like oh, and then he goes oh well I. It came out that he did drag in Brazil, and he went by a different name, and it wasn't the name of his drag 
name. It was like a different name. Then he said it went by Anthony instead of George. Uh, then it was it was really a, just a mess. Like the guy has like so many different names, so many different identities. You don't even know what you're getting. So it's interesting that he's even running because, like Andrew said, the guy is hated by most Republicans. He was there actually where. Trump was getting arrested or wherever the situation was in, in the city. And, I mean, he got booed out by everybody. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene did, but, like, these these are people you expect to get booed in New York. I mean, it's not like they're loved. Um, it's, well, it's, especially in the city, too, because it's not... Like yeah, it. of course, you know? It's kind of like bringing Pelosi to Ohio. It's like, you're never going to get... Like, what cheers are you going for there? Like, you're not going to get any. So... I mean, this guy is really something, and he's really fun to cover every single time we cover him. I think me and Andrew have a blast. Our, our, every time we see him in the news or we, he falls onto our Twitter feed, just a nice big smile on our face. <laughs> and I would love to have him on the show one day to talk to him about like what stuff he wants to do to better the, I don't know, I believe the county or the state, um, especially because I'm from New York. So it'd really be interesting what he would want to do. But, man, always with a smile on our face for that. So Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But um, in less happy, for less happy Republicans, we have Ron DeSanctimonious, Rang DeSanctus, Meatball Ron. Meatball Ron! in like the news for a lot of reasons um start i mean he's been kind of at this war with disney for the past year i, I guess the quotation is a little bit of exaggeration he has been doing a lot of uh, stuff against no them. he's been he's been at war with disney i don't think you have to do a quotation marks yeah um i use it just because for the most part it's kind of weighed in disney's favor i i think both in terms of the public's per, the general public's perception and in terms of just what's actually happening. I think Disney's kind of has an advantage right now with this whole situation. Uh, if you don't know, I mean, since basically last year, um, Florida has been going in an increasingly more socially conservative, far right direction when it comes to schooling and, you know, and schooling there also to, to say it was never good in Florida. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> for they, the longest time, they just want to impose restrictions and threats on the you know, LGBT people. And, you know, Disney was kind of forced because I remember this was kind of like a scandal because for a while Disney was kind of neutral on it, and their um the workers in Florida like that worked at Disney basically protested them to kind of be for you know against like saying they were against it and stuff. But I mean they did it, and the Santas kind of went like kind of um all in against Disney. He I think there already was like a negative um perception that him and other you know people on the right will do because you know Disney has been doing more like socially progressive things in their in their films like more and more yeah you could debate the extent to which that's like for anything other than like to you know get a couple extra bucks out of like for more attention that's like a whole separate thing this really lies basically in the fact that disney for um the past 50 years essentially has been like like a literal part of um state of florida like in the sense where they're like a town <laughs> essentially uh the ruddy creek uh 
Yeah. They, um, like, they're literally, like, I think it's, like, untaxed and all this stuff, and DeSantis made moves to kind of remove their status, though I think they circumvented it. And it's basically been, like, a really big back and forth. Um, actually, today they had a meeting um, with the, they had to, they established a new board for the, um, was it, for the creek? <clears throat> and uh, I don't really, it's probably just to discuss it, but the TLDR is that Santa's basically replaced the people that were here already with, but support him basically and his causes to be more favorable. Um, to the extent that really hurts Disney's bottom line is yet to be seen, though. I mean, yeah, that's really all we know right now. Yeah, um, the Santas has been battling Disney for a while, and I think it's all and it's really a lot on the woke war, right? Yeah, that's kind of the core of it. I mean, like, if you want to really see the details, there's a lot of videos on it online, but the basic point is that this really is just like about the culture war, essentially. You know, like they're against his bill. They have movies with like gay people in it now. That's kind of what they want to focus on. You know? Movies haven't been doing so well. I've been seeing reports that they haven't been doing as well. Relatively, um, I mean, they don't forget they changed back their CEO to to Bob. They gave him back the job. Bob Iger. Um, uh, yeah. There is one movie in particular. I know I, I forget the name of it. I don't keep up with Disney films like that these days, but they do. Um, there was one film that bombed. I'm pretty sure. But I, I think that's less to do with like trans inclusion and more just with like how they market certain films over others and just the general direction they've been going in creatively. Like, there's a lot of things at play when it comes to media. I think kind of trying to say it's because they're too woke or not woke enough. It's really not going to get you anywhere because people don't really watch movies for that. But it also, if a movie has like a pretty progressive message, people aren't against it usually. Well, I don't know. They have apparently those movies haven't been doing so hot. So maybe well, there's it does one play a role in particular, but. Other examples, I mean, they try to call it woke because it'll have, like, a scene with, like, a character that's gay or, you know, a character's black, you know? It's, like, that's well, not really woke. there's some that's parents just, out like, there that don't want to show their kids that. And, I mean, yeah, you majority know, of I them, know, whatever you feel, but do. I'm just saying, like, there are parents out there that don't want to, you know, bring their kid and be like, all right, well, you know, if there's two girls kissing or two guys kissing, it's kind of like, oh, But well, there's always, those parents you know, are always going to exist, though, like. Of course, they, like, of course they're, they're, they're gonna they're gonna say stuff like that regardless. Like, there's parents who got mad when they had black characters. There's there's parents who got mad at like SpongeBob for being gay, <laughs> or for being gay. Like, not really, but like that's that's a, that's stuff that just happened. You know? No, but I think this is bigger than that. I think it's bigger than you know the SpongeBob thing. You could, that you I think you could say it's bigger. I mean, but yeah, it definitely is. Because SpongeBob same, didn't bomb. Not... SpongeBob did not bomb. These movies. That's bombed. my point, though. It didn't. It didn't bomb because that stuff doesn't matter. Is my point. To the effect, so why the did it... that's a detriment. There's other reasons why it would be a detriment that isn't just I mean, like they, oh, 
look, you're right. It could be on marketing because they do market some of them better than others. I get it. And also, the majority of um of representation, specifically gay representation in in Disney media, is done in a very subtle way. Like, it's done in a way that they can censor it and change it in other in other regions of the world. And I'm pretty sure it the performance of the films tracks globally. So the versions that are less woke do about as well as they would where they're more woke. So I feel like it's really less to do with that and just more just the merits of the films and the deteriorating quality of Disney films. Well, it could be the quality and it could also be people here that's woke so they don't want to go. They well, don't yeah, I mean, there. you could say so, it's I mean, both, there's but that, I think, I I think, think it's one both. just matters more than the other. <laughs> well, you could say that, but I think, it, I think it's both. I think what people hear and what they see and what they want their child to see, I think, plays a, a big role. I think it really does. When you tell your kids, like... I mean, I don't know how we'll see it with something like a Mr. Beast. I mean, you see what's going on there, and some people are saying, oh, well, I wouldn't want... Well, the, the only people I really see right now are, like, a lot of the... Not just conservative-leaning, but, like, these big conservative commentators saying, well, I won't let my kids look at Mr. Beast again, you know? Or they're going to have to wait to a certain age, which, you know, I mean, it's pretty different, but at the same time, a little bit in the same category here. Um, yeah. But, but to that too, I mean, that just shows that it's like most people aren't really like, they don't care enough. I mean, yeah, like, I I think when sure, it comes to Mr. Beast, do, Mr. Beast but... is probably gonna still have his views because don't forget, watching Mr. Beast is free. You gotta pay money to go see one of these woke movies, you know, as we call them. And also, Disney's so, a lot more than know. just the movies. I mean, obviously, the parks, there's the it's doing well so you can't even really i mean I know, it's not i'm talking about the movies i'm talking about like these pixar movies that are coming out that that was a topic on hand like i said they would have never brought bob back if they were if they were doing a better job without him so you know yeah but we'll see but what happens you can't, you can't isolate war, it to just but... the movies when it when yeah like it's the whole company as to why well, I, so. yeah, there's a lot of problems with the parks I've been hearing. There's yeah, I think that was, with, that was part of there's it, a too, problem with unrelated. Oh, yeah, of course. There was a problem with the rides where it just they were waiting too long online and no one was getting onto the rides and it was being really hectic and annoying. And I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I've been hearing that fast passes aren't really as fast as they were. But that might have changed yeah, I mean, when Bob I, took I've over. I've heard that the value has been kind of shittier at disney too yeah uh which is very unfortunate yeah it, it does listen suck. i love a lot of disney stuff i'm a big star wars guy big star wars guy so it's like for me um i want disney to do well because i want i want star wars to do well but except for the sequels we, but, they'll, be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they'll be but, fine they'll be fine yeah but um but yeah, I mean, you're a multi-billion dollar company I don't oh really, they're gonna like, be they're, yeah it's they're a very funny thing to see like Oh, I don't think they would ever go down. You know what I mean, though. And the I just thing, don't I mean, want certain shows to be cut, is what I'm saying. That are upcoming shows that I want to see get cut. We're talking like, about Disney. We're not talking you know, about that. I don't I think, think get them sliced because of, uh, you know, some woke movie did bad or some other thing went wrong or something happened with the parts. I think if their woke stuff goes bad... Then they'll just triple down on like the safe Star Wars shit, so you'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I can't wait to watch out New Hope for like the seventh time. Yeah, but hey, I mean, it's a thing. 
uh, DeSantis is going after Disney, it's not very effective. And I mean, even if it is, like, what is he really going to get out of it? Like, Disney, I mean, the absolute worst thing is, I guess, Disney closes Florida Park, which would suck for them. And obviously the people that work there, more importantly. <laughs> but, you know, like, DeSantis is treating this as, like, some... I'm sticking up to the woke corporations. I'm a macho populist guy, but yeah, that's a sham. But I mean, we'll see what happens with DeSantis. I mean, he, he's definitely going through a lot of stuff right now. He has a lot on his plate, and it could be because he's running for president. And speaking yeah, of running pudding. for president, the pudding, a lot of pudding, three fingers, three fingers in, three fingers, uh, DeSantis. There's no, there's no like catchy phrase you can say for that, like. Three fingers to Santas or three Santas, maybe. Yeah. He, so um, if no one knows about what it was a joke or what something, what the fuck we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Need to know what we're talking about. Is like apparently he was caught putting like three fingers in pudding, right? Yeah. And so that came to light just randomly, and. Whether it was a joke or whether it actually happened and all that. You know what it reminds me of? And you know what exactly what? it reminds me of? Two scoops. Remember two scoops? They were making fun yeah. of Trump for taking two scoops of ice cream. The dumbest thing you could ever... Like, like okay, he took two scoops of ice cream. Who, who gives a fuck? So I, I think this is a you little bit worse mean? than two scoops. The, what? Uh, what? The fucking three? finger pudding. Yeah, I, I prefer it's fingers spoon. And pudding. I mean, it's gross. No, I don't like that. And if you know how I am, trust me. Spoon, you have a spoon on hand when you eat pudding. I mean, this is just, what are you, a child? Like, but yeah. it's but hilarious. Like, honestly, I don't even think this is true. Like, this could very well be fake. But I think this is the perfect, like, thing for Trump to just take and run with. And yes. he did, as we're about to say. Like, um, we're not, we can't show it. But he released an ad <laughs> where he basically, like, uses the, like, he's scooping his fingers into the pudding. <laughs> And he's not only scooping for pudding, he's also scooping for your grandma's entitlements. They're going to cut Social Security, they're going to cut Medicaid. And this is just the next step in freaking Trump's, like, Democrat critiques of Ron DeSantis. It's a great advertisement. It is a very good advertisement, though. I mean, if I wish that, like, the Democrats could come up with something that fucking funny, dude. No, they they, they, they Like, I, I think they might have actually... Um, this guy might have never been governor if they had people like that running their ads. Liberals don't meme, you know this. True. They're terrible um, at it. Yeah. He's um really taken a beating. We've talked about how bad the poll numbers are for him now. Like Trump's at like 60% in every poll because of the indictment. And um, I was showing Chris before the we started recording that like people who I got, I don't, they're basically against Trump, so they're probably supporting him. They released an attack ad against Trump where they kind of call him out for being a gun grabber because he talks about red flag laws and, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't suck up to the NRA every second. Which is really a clip they use, a clip of him being like, yeah, you know, I have to stand up to the NRA sometimes. It's like, ooh, he's, like, you're making him look better. <laughs> yeah, know? he's standing up to a, to a company, so I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's a pretty poor ad. I mean, if you're going to attack Trump, there's, like, much better things to attack him on. You could attack him on, like, outsourcing. But I think that ad reflects the character of DeSantis, just, like, boring, right? But like DeSantis is not as fun as Trump. Trump is a lot of fun. You watch Trump, you you're gonna get a laugh. You're gonna get a hee hee ha ha. You're gonna get a lot of things with it. 
When you watch DeSantis, you're going to get a... Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't I mean? like, uh, the pro DeSantis ad explicitly, though. He's not officially running yet. Uh, and honestly, it's at not, this point... but it's his super PAC that did it. But at this point, like, it's, no. is he even going to run? Yeah, he filed. Didn't I show it to you on Twitter? He filed, he I think. Yeah. I gotta look you ch you check that up right now. I believe yeah. that because you know what, someone someone made a joke about it, saying that his middle name was um oh I forgot what his middle name is. You could check it on your DMs. Uh, you could definitely check it out. Okay. No, he is not. There was reports of it. He did not. Oh, he didn't. No, it was fake. Yeah. What a shame. Okay, I was like, well, I that smelled, whole thing's like, all gone. Everything I just said is fake news. Fake everyone news. is fake, fake news. I'm spreading false news. Fake news. Yeah, we are fake so, media. He has not filed, and at this point, it's looking <sighs> like he shouldn't run. We, I think we talked about this. Like he shouldn't run. Um, oh, and Trump man. has been going into Florida, going to like senators and congressmen and people, like House people. Saying, yeah, endorse me, endorse me. A lot of them are endorsing him. Matt Gates endorsed him. Brian Donald's endorsed him. Um, some others in the House endorsed him. Like, he's really just making it impossible for this guy. Like, yeah, I mean, I like when I saw him kind of like being talked about, I kind of felt like he was like the conservative equivalent to Kamala, where it was like, no, don't really you compare him to Kamala. That's yeah, a, I'm doing it. Ah, I'm no, doing it. no, you can't do that. I, I will say, well, no, no, it's actually no. very similar if you think about it, too, because early on, she was really pandering to, like, the base of the party. Like, she, she was one of the co-sponsors of Medicare for All, fun fact. Well, and um, yeah. she, was, she was rated the most, like, left-leaning, um, like, it was a really stupid metric, but early people would, like, say, like, oh, she's more of a leftist than Bernie Sanders. Because she was voted more left, like the most left voting um, representative. And, like the metric was stupid, but like it's just to show like that's how she was posturing very early on until it became apparent that like anyone progressive was going to just vote for Bernie or maybe Warren. Mm -hmm. So she basically like kind of went to the center. But yeah, I mean, it, it kind of tracks, honestly. Like, you think so? I mean, yeah, because you're gonna compare Kamala Harris and he's Ron appealing to the base. He had like a yeah, I will. He's he appeals to the base. He's very favored by like establishment conservative media like Fox and other and like uh, the yeah. New York Post and stuff like that. Um, his core pitch, though, like despite appealing to the base and being far right, is that he's more electable and seen as kind of like a a new face. A centrist if you will even if he's not a centrist like i feel like in the back of these people's minds they think he's more centrist because he's not trump so you think that they think that he's more centrist and more important i mean yeah right like so uh, more moderate appealing like because he's not like saying crazy stuff oh they think he's more electable right oh my god that's what i've been saying I've told but you that's this. What they think. I, I told don't you that. this. I don't think that though. Okay. All right. Because I, I was, I was about to rip into that's you just now. That's what they think. I was I'm about saying... to rip into you right now. Oh my god. I know, but no, I don't think that. But that's what those people who support him—they think, oh, he's more electable. He can get these independents. They're, they're, they're wrong. <laughs> I think they're completely wrong. But 
That's why they want him to win. They think he's electable. And I, um, I think he's more electable than Trump. More electable, yeah, but I don't. By in the general, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we can get into in a second, but just to finish my point. Most importantly, as to why he's like Kamala, is he's crashing and burning so fucking hard, dude. He's such a jobber. <laughs> like, and the the, the, the circuit is a little bit different because it's kind of weird. But like, because she crashed and burned after him. getting elected, and he's doing it before. But I don't know. What do you mean if... after? It was well, she, she elected too. VP. No, she, she crashed and she burned way before that. She did, she did, but she was picked. She, she got like, the job. She got the like job, 2019, though. In, like, 2019, CNN had, like, a power ranking or whatever for 2020 contenders. She was number one. <laughs> That's insane. She was, like, Bernie was, like, six, Biden was, like, two or three, and she was one. <laughs> well. And then, and she didn't even make it to, the, like, any primary. She was, like, polling, like, bottom three in california <laughs> tulsi got rid of her so fast yeah but she got rid of herself too if it wasn't tulsi it would have been someone oh, yeah. else like she just oh, yeah. wasn't but she was the I one think, that i really think the stance is in. very similar i think and hey i mean maybe you'll have some maybe he'll he'll run and he'll get to a debate and some like guy that trump that will endorse trump like 10 seconds after dropping out will rip into the santas the way tulsi did maybe i mean Kamala. i don't know i think he's a better i think he's a Better candidate than Kamala Harris, in a sense, like like. I don't think so. In a sense of electability, yeah, I would say so. I don't think so. No. Like, I wouldn't compare him to Kamala. I Harris mean, like maybe that. he fits Kamala the demographics Harris of like the Midwest like, a little bit better, but even then, it's like to the extent at all, it's because I mean he can appeal to like, you know, the like working class fuck the liberal type of people that trump got but that's not clearly that's not a winning coalition because they like trump style people keep losing <laughs> i i'm gonna have to uh, agree to disagree with you on that one yeah and again, i mean right now um there's a lot of poll like like battleground state polling that shows biden beating trump but losing to DeSantis. but even that i think come like if santa somehow won the general and even assuming trump doesn't like go nuclear on them I think even if it's a situation where it's just the entire Republican Party, including Trump and all them, supporting DeSantis, I think Biden still is favored to win because he's the incumbent. Mm. And um, and DeSantis would have to like account for things like abortion, things like you know being extreme on social issues and all that stuff. That should be interesting because I think Trump's more lenient on it. He said like you know for rape incest, you know he said like yeah no like. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Because I mean, yeah, on the he's he's more toxic. He's way worse on like you know, he's more conspiratorial, and he has all this election crap. But I mean, in a lot of ways, he's more moderate, right? Because, <laughs> and this is this is the this is the problem with the um with the GOP primary too. It's like not just the Sanders, but Nikki Haley and all these guys running too. Is they're like I'm different from Trump. And then they're like, I'm different because I want to cut Social Security, and I think that rich people actually are good for society. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, you're... <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know how they're... Uh... Listen, like I said, we talked about this, what? I think maybe it was last, one of last week's episodes. Yeah, we talked about it. Where it's that they're just trying to get their name out there. So, But look, DeSantis, I think that he... Um, 
I think that he has a chance in a general. Him versus Disney is interesting. Um, and I think that he could appeal to somewhat more moderate people than Trump. But, but maybe after what we just said, maybe, maybe not. Um, and also his, I don't know, right now his instincts are just so far, like, are just so, like, in the conservative bubble, too. He, yeah, his instincts aren't. Like, we just talked about those two yeah. ads. Like, Trump had, like, a pretty normie, like, to be fair, but you just said ad. Well, to be fair, you just said that it wasn't his ad. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Ad. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Well, okay, but even if the ads is a good example, I mean, there's plenty of other examples, though, of him being more in sync with, like, the needs of the right-wing base compared... Also, like, look, he just signed the freaking six-week abortion ban like we talked about. <laughs> Like to appeal to do that. that base, <laughs> and you you just said abortion's an issue where it's like there it's a loser for them and Trump's better on it. This is true. This, well, this is he's, true. He's better on it because rhetorically he knows like well I'm not a fucking idiot I'm gonna like not like there should be exceptions for reason this I'm not gonna fucking say that there should be a national abortion ban but he's the reason we don't have Roe Wade anymore. Like the direct reason. So. It's like one of those give or take things, but rhetorically, he knows compared to DeSantis, who was like, "Oh well, I'll just say a six-week ban, and it'll like meet the people in the middle." When literally everyone on both sides will just be like, "You're fucking stupid." Yeah. Um, our piece. That's our weekly. Yeah, that's uh, DeSantis piece. is an idiot. <laughs> rant. Oh man, I feel like we talk about DeSantis <laughs> all the time now. I mean, we're going to be. We're going to be. He's going to be out weekly. He's gonna be he's running. Him and Trump I mean, anyone, anyone who's running that um, gets the attention, maybe we'll start talking about Marianne. That should be next. But the tone will be a little different, unfortunately, for the conservatives that might be watching. Speaking of a Republican that can actually win her race, let's move on to Carrie Lake, who was the governor nominee for the Republicans in 2022. Uh, she was winning until she wasn't. <laughs> uh, she basically. Um, was leading the polls up to election day, but then Democrats overperformed and she lost. So she basically went on a uh, Trump style, stop the steal. I actually won tour, running around, telling everyone she won when she didn't. And um, she's growing, gained quite a bit of prominence as a result of this. Um, multiple appearances at Mar-a-Lago, lots of appearances at Trump rallies. Really, um, you know, Trump's kind of noticing. And more importantly, the base is noticing because... Uh, they released a poll to see who uh, Republican voters would be interested in voting for for uh, 2024. Carrie Lake holds a 38% lead, which is, yeah, like 28 points ahead of the person in second place, Kareen Taylor Robinson, another um, governor uh, governor contender for Republicans last time at 10%. Uh, Mark Lamb and Blake Masters at 8 and 7, respectively, which was the former Senate nominees for the Republican 2022 who lost their races. So, yeah, I mean, there's also two others, Abe Hamada at four and Jim Lamone at three. So, you know, but needless to say, uh, Carrie Lake definitely a star among the conservatives. Uh, normally, I wouldn't really talk about every single poll in every possible race in the country, but I think this is of interest because the current uh, senator that this would likely, she would likely be running against is uh, Kristen Sinema, who's a former Democrat. Basically, um, ran a sort of a sort of progressive, like grassrootsy Democrat. Like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna raise like the minimum wage. We're gonna fight for uh, 
prescription drugs to go down and all this good stuff. She gets elected and immediately gets money from uh, pharmaceutical companies and just betrays all of that. You know, pretty good example, I think, of like a grifter like on the left, nominally speaking, or on the liberal side. Because a lot of grifters are, are Republican, as Chris likes to talk about. But hey, I mean, she kind of grifted to get to power, had the power, and then got kind of bought out really easily. So as a result, the Democrats of Arizona hate her. <laughs> the Republicans, of course, I mean, she was a Democrat, and she's like bisexual or whatever, so they think she's like demonic or whatever, so they hate her too. So it's a really interesting spot because there's already Democrats running against her, at least one. Um, Republicans are obviously going to have a contested primary because they want to flip this seat in 2024. It's really important. There's a lot of important seats for the Senate in 2024. And um, they don't know, <clears throat> or we don't know, who Kristen Sinema would take votes from. Because it looks unlikely that she would be able to win just due to how unpopular she's become. So, And because she's kind of more like moderate, quote-unquote, a.k.a. more corporate, it's really possible that either party could really win depending on how the race plays out and what people are really thinking about. Because, you know, you saw in 2022 with the abortions, with, you know, some of the more fringe culture war stuff, even, like, some, um, some like, factory job trends in the Midwest really helped Democrats, like, overperform pretty drastically. But it's also true. I mean, the economy is not in the best shape right now. So that can lead people to want to vote more Republican. So it's definitely an interesting dynamic. And uh, that's all I really have to say about it. Have anything to add? Yeah, um, I don't know if you mentioned the uh, percentages, but in the same poll, it found that Trump was leading DeSantis in Arizona 47% to 24%. And definitely one of the better polls for him. Yeah, definitely. Which is really DeSantis. sad. <laughs> yeah. And then you have 29% uh, of that Carrie Lake poll that you just put out, 29% um, of them were undecided. So it's definitely an interesting dynamic, but like you said, she's really become the party, I guess, leader in Arizona, right? The Republican Party leader in Arizona, in Arizona. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, she she has a lot of love behind her in the Republican Party. Uh, a lot of people are really, really looking to how she lost and saying, yeah, you know, maybe it was rigged, this and that, and. She's also carrying that into. I don't think they're looking into. It. I think they're just saying it. <laughs> yeah, they carry no, they carrying it into you know her next race. So whatever the next race is, uh, she's gonna she's gonna play that role and she's gonna tell people, hey, listen, I got cheated the last time, but it won't happen this time, and you know how it goes. So she's leading the polls. It'll be interesting to see if she actually wins. I don't know if she wins in general, but Arizona is very contested right now. So yeah, it's been leading Democrat. Democrat's been winning. Okay. But it really is contested. So it's yeah, some sort like, of this swing state. One. Yeah. So it could be very interesting and maybe let Carrie Lake won some people over. So, um, we'll see what happens there. I don't know if it's weird because I feel like Arizona is historically like a more kind of conservative esque state, but I feel like the Trump fringes have been kind of taking over to an extent where it's making it easier for Democrats to win, which um would be interesting. I think this is a little, like I said, this race is a little different because there's going to be like an independent who's an incumbent, so 
it'll really make the vote shares a bit weird. Yeah. But like we said, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Definitely one of the races to look out for 2024. It's a while away, though. I don't think it's really going to get the amount of um, prep time as the presidential race is getting. But when we're there, it'll definitely be a pretty big thing to uh, talk about. You know what she really could have been? She could have been VP for Trump. I mean, she still can be. It's not too oh, late. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she still can be. It'll be interesting. I think he's going to pick a woman this time. I think so. I think... I forget what state she's the governor of, but I'm sure Christy Nome would be a good one. Mm. She's not. She's probably not going to do shit. <laughs> and she's, like, really, like... I think she, like, was one of the first people to, like, go after DeSantis. Even before Trump himself. That she was like, I'm the because she's a governor, so she's like, I'm the better governor on COVID, and I actually kept things open, and blah blah blah. You need someone that's a little bit like toned down, and like, um, man or woman has to be like a little bit more submissive, I guess, to like Trump because Trump has to be like the, you know. I mean, they all the are. guy, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. but like, like specifically, he has to be the guy. Like, I can never see Trump and DeSantis run on the same card. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I can't yeah. see that. I feel like there's some kind of like ego lift there, where it's like there needs to be someone who doesn't care as much for their ego or whatever it is, comparatively to Trump, like Mike Pence. Who was Mike Pence? Do you even know who the hell Mike Pence was before he ran? So, unless you lived in the state. So, I mean, that's what I think he's going to go for, because I think that's his best bet, because he is the mouthpiece. He he's going to go for Ron for, for Pence. <laughs> you think he's gonna go Pence? <laughs> no, he's not. No, of course not. But, um, but yeah, it should definitely be interesting. And it should also be interesting, as we talked about the election, uh, Fox and Dominion have reached a settlement in a lawsuit for $787 million. Now... That's a lot of money. And there was a lot at stake here, mostly for Fox News, because Fox News, as you know, is a very conservative-leading channel. So when you have people, and we talked about this previously on the podcast, we've been keeping up with this case, where you got Lee Tucker Carlson, Handy, and Ingram, and the group chat got together, and they said, well, we don't believe that the election was rigged. And then Tucker said he didn't like Trump. And so this all came down, and I guess they had to reach a settlement here because there's a chance that either one of them or all three of them and more would have to testify in court. And I don't think that they would have wanted that. So they had to reach a settlement. Um, And they said this. This is their statement. Um, The court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false they did say that they didn't apologize, but they did say that, and it'll, I don't think they're going to post an apology because they don't have to. They don't have to do that. It's already settled. Yeah, they're already giving a- them the money. I mean, it's all they're also over. Saying, it's kind of it's kind of like odd how quickly they kind of like went from doing a trial to switching it up to like a one that we're doing the settlement. But at the same time, I mean, it's like legal. It's really weird. Like things can happen really fast. Oh yeah, absolutely. I so... do wonder what else Dominion's getting out of this though, because it's not because you know, they were suing Fox for like one point six billion dollars, which is I a thought lot. it was yeah, I heard yeah, one point six billion. Yeah, that's like I mean, that's like a lot of like you know 
profits, they probably would have made around that time, right? Like, that's probably an accurate... Oh, yeah. You know, but, I mean, 7 billion... 7 million is... 700 million isn't really anything to scoff at either, though, when it comes to lawsuits. Oh, dude, that that's still a whole lot of money, man. Yeah, I do wonder, like, do they get anything else out of it? Just because... I think they're supposed they, they to. They could have gotten more... I guess maybe the cost of, like, maintaining it would have not been worth it for them. That's the only thing I can think of, though, is... Yeah, like, I... I think I'm once sure Fox could like outlawyer Dominion, I would assume. I think the problem was, and I think I said it earlier, with having Tucker Carlson and all these people having to testify. I think they want to prevent that. I think once they reach that, they're like, "All right, all right, all right, that's it." You know, well, that's because... what Fox wants to prevent. But I'm saying, for Dominion's point of view, like, why would they? Not oh, do that? um, well, I think that there's supposed to be more into it. Actually, I think I saw that it was something that they may get, but it hasn't been disclosed yet. So they might be getting okay. something else as well. I mean, it makes sense. It like seven hundred eighty-seven million is a lot of money, but again, you know the way they were after them, it's kind of like they would want a little bit more than maybe money. I don't know what exactly it is, um, but hell, it could be an apology on TV, which would be quite interesting. But be funny. I don't you think. You know, so. actually, one of the um, I think it was. Kabuto, which is kind of funny, but um, <laughs> I think he was gonna make like a special, like debunking the election rig stuff, but obviously they're not gonna want that. Yeah. Wow, that would have been crazy. But yeah, one of the like, cause there are posts who are you know more kind of like, okay, like maybe we should kind of not do this crazy stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, clearly it was the money. But they followed it, and now they gotta pay them out, anyways. So. Yeah, so all that money they made off of it, they gotta have to give back. So and probably plus some. So, but the minion case is now settled, and if anything else comes out after it, with the, you know whatever the minion gets out of it, we'll definitely present it here. Um, that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything to add. Um, no, I mean so, that's all there is to it. So the last thing I want to talk about, and this inherently isn't political, right? What I'm about to say, political. but everything is political, right? So I don't know if you, you know, if you're older, you probably don't know, don't care the reason why, but Drake, the music artist, right? No, 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 like woke culture thing. We're not going to get into that. There's nothing there. Um, he got upset because he heard his voice on. A song that was made by Ice Spice. So he heard it was AI generated, and once he heard that, I think he said something along the line like, This is the final straw. And the Universal Music Group asked streaming services to block AI companies from accessing its music. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm gonna get into the political part in a second. Um, there's a song that just came out recently, and it was called uh, Heart on My Sleeve, and it was by Drake and The Weeknd, right? And it appears to, um, it was originally shared, I think, on TikTok. Uh, it was by a YouTuber, and it was on YouTube. It was by, it was by a guy named Ghostwriter. Um, he said, this is the beginning, as like the original caption to it, and he pinned it on a YouTube comment, and... He also said that he was a ghostwriter for years and got paid close to nothing just from major labels to profit. So it's a very interesting dynamic that he did that. He made AI Drake and The Weeknd have a, have a 
song together. Uh, the weekend was a feature on it. And why is this political? Well, it's very simple. It's AI. And if AI can get the patterns down of a rapper or a musician or an artist or anybody, then that means anybody could have AI be done to them. AI is going to be a problem. We say this, I mean, I knew it was going to be a problem. I know Andrew knew it was going to be a big deal, and it is. So, yeah, this song may sound great and all, but the aftermath of, of this is going to be insane. So, this is just to keep an eye open out. Uh, just know that AI can be good, but there's going to be a lot more cons and pros to this. We have reached a new level in technology that is mainstream and open to the public where when more people start to use this, there's going to be more problems. And this is something that we have to look out, look at and keep an eye open on because you can't sleep on this. You cannot. It's going to be and and the the whole AI stuff with the presidents, we think is hilarious. Me and Andrew will watch those videos. We think it's great. And they're funny. They really are funny. But there's going to come a time where people are going to use that against other people, whether it be court cases or just in general. It's going to be really, really bad. So that's what I have for that. It has nothing to do with just music. It really does have a. It's gonna have a role in society, if you don't think it has already. Chat GPT already has. And and absolutely, and it's really gonna be something. So just I be careful too, out there. I mean, the problem with this is like they're kind of. I mean, it's like from the sounds of this, I don't really know how. We should really take this anonymous person at, the, at their word, but I mean, they made an impressive sounding work of art with AI. Mm -hmm. But, um, oh, yeah, I don't know if what he said was true that he was actually like, he's saying, writer, like, but... I mean, it sounds like he's kind of using this as like retribution for the, yeah. the music industry and whatever. And there are people who try to use it like frame AI as like, oh, they're like, this is like our, this is how we're gonna like stick it up to these corporations and do things bottom up, but. I mean, if AI is anything like the internet itself, it's going to very quickly get gobbled up by, like, the people at the top. Um, and kind of be used in ways to maximize their profits, which, I mean, with AI, it's a lot more scary than the internet itself, because, like, so many just simple, basic jobs are, are going to get replaced. It was already kind of happening, right, when you talk about McDonald's or, you mm -hmm. know, like, stopping shops, like, self-checkout oh, and all that stuff. I mean, that was only the part of it, right? Like now you're at a point where people can like just hire someone to like write a song, and even if they like get like a someone to sing it. <laughs> and uh, honestly, this in particular, and you showed me um the song where they replaced the weekend with Michael Jackson. It sounds just like him. Um, like you know, um, Disney they have this technology where you know go back to them. They they have technology where it can recreate people's likenesses as CGI. No spoilers. <laughs> this is. They were investing in that technology to, um, to, they, there's, I wasn't going to go, I was going to use this example, which is honestly a lot worse than the one that you're thinking of, um, to, to have like freaking Stan Lee cameos in their movies. He died like ago now. So 
it's kind of like like we're kind of using this to like recreate the voices and the likeness of dead people that in of itself is kind of like ethically questionable but then you kind of factor in too i mean there's just a lot of like problems with it because you know you're kind of like just shitting on the creative process like that's the potential for it you're kind of like defiling dead people. Even if the person's living, like you said, Drake didn't really consent to being used on the Munch song by Ice Spice. So it's like, yeah, no. will this be like a like a defamation thing? Will this be like a using my likeness thing? Like, there's a lot of angles for it, and it's scary too because I mean, we talked about the TikTok here a couple weeks ago. Like these senators and these Congress people, they don't know how fucking like technology that came out like 20 years ago works. And they're gonna be the people that talk about AI. Yeah, dude, that's that's. They're gonna they're gonna legislate AI. Ooh. Like, what are they gonna do? I mean, crypto they barely even get to, and that's like a whole other thing when it comes like, that's like modern. I know people want to ban AI, and it's like it's it, it's definitely an interesting I don't topic. Know if banning it would work, or if that's really like. But I don't really like AI. Like, How would that even it's funny work? because. Our, our thumbnails AI art, but I'm not like a fan of it really. Well, like, it makes sense. I mean, of it. our stuff is AI art because that's really what that's that's the direction we're going into as like a society. We're going to a lot of AI stuff, a lot of technological stuff. So like our stuff, yeah, our our thumbnails at the current moment they look cool because they have the AI stuff, but it's really there because it's like, well, this is really happening. Like th this is the future. This is. But also, I actually, mean, not, not because it was. A, it's not it was just the future. It was, it was quick actually and the present way. Yeah, it was a oh, quick and affordable way to get you know, a cool-looking picture of us. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, so, but that's I mean, not like sustainable, right? From like, you know, a capitalistic point of view, because people are going to lose their jobs, and then like from a human point of view, it's like. Um, you're kind of like, if you can just type in whatever, I mean, you're kind of losing the expression part of the art. Because you're kind of just like having like a, a machine shit out a bunch of pictures and you just choose what looks best, what you think looks best. Yeah. Um, um, it can yeah. get ugly. It can definitely get ugly. Yeah, it could do, and, and you said it earlier to me before we started recording is that it could be soulless. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that's Absolutely. probably the best way to describe certain AI art. Um, I mean, all of the soulless, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think, though, that there are some uses that that could be good. It could be cool. And it could be, like, be, yeah. enjoyable. But inherently, because it's not, like, there. I, I mean, it's... The problem know, is... Because is that it's gonna like come to art, a time where yeah art it, is like you need like someone to like you know make it like come up with the idea yeah plan it out draw it like not just not just type in a prompt and then be like okay i like this art style i'm gonna use this art style and then that's it like you want someone who draws art style because that's how they express themselves that's what they yeah. you know or they want to like you know, do whatever it's um I don't know. Like it's the whole like all AR, all AR art is kind of soulless. The when only... it comes to the songs, I mean, I think the production on the song had to have been made by the guy. Like, was that also AI generated? I do, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he. I did don't know. It. I mean, he might have like produced it himself, yeah. especially because he said he was like a songwriter for the industry. 
Yeah. So maybe he like maybe he's a producer and he doesn't get shafted. I don't know. And then he just and he was like just to fuck with these people. He like used their voices. I was gonna say too. I mean, like the voice is part of it too. It's like maybe solace isn't the right word for that, but it can be because you know that sounds like those sound like songs you could hear on the radio. That's what I'm saying. Like, like imagine some like yeah, where... imagine like a world where that like, didn't feel solace. Just produce. Yeah. Eh. I don't know. To me, it didn't feel as soulless. But I think what I was going to say before is I think the biggest problem with it is that it's not that it's AI and we can use it for good and all this other stuff. It's also it's it's going to come to a point where we can't tell what's real and what's fake. Well, yeah, that's another concern. That's the like, biggest obviously, concern. Obviously, the, the president shit is funny, but then it's not funny when, like, you know, epic troll guy freaking makes, like, a Biden draft AI deep fake. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. which I mean, it's gonna get like, dangerous. Yeah, like right now, easily. it's it's at least enough to where if you're trained, you can kind of tell, but it's definitely gonna get a lot harder to tell next like couple years. Yeah, it's gonna get very hard to tell. Yeah. So, and that's just technology. Technology only grows, and that that's really where I stand on there. So AI just. Keep your eyes open, man. I I can't I can't stress it enough. It's already gonna be a problem as it is, so just make sure it doesn't come it doesn't become a problem towards you. If that makes sense. However, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, however you can do that. But we'll see if people want to ban AI or ban certain, you know, I guess pieces of art. I mean, it depends because then also you do the AI stuff. Be like, oh well, I actually count it as a parody. What is a parody? There's a lot of different, like, we're going to be questioning definitions and stuff in court, and it's going to be just a confusing, and it's going to be an actual nightmare. It's going to be an actual nightmare to, to do any of this stuff. So, AI is here. This is not the future. This is the present. This is the present, and that's scary. Because yeah, we, want the, AI, though, we want the I mean, future to be here, present. but not like this. When it comes to AI, I think the worst is yet to come. The worst is yet to come. That's a fact. And I think that's the best way to leave it off. Yep. Um, fun show today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely a fun show. Uh, we had a lot of topics, I feel like, we talked about, which is great. Yeah, we went through a lot. So we thank you guys for tuning in. If you're listening to us on YouTube, give us that nice thumbs up. Thumbs up give subscribe. us a Subscribe. And if you're listening to us through any other piece of media like uh, Spotify or any type of audio, yeah, give us a like there too and follow us and all that good stuff. And with that, we'll be heading out. So you guys have a good rest of your day or a good night. Yep. And we'll, we will see you next time. Peace out.